report. Everything's status quo, sir. Very well. If um, anyone needs me, I'll be in my ready room. Welcome to the Readier Room, the only and longest-running Star Trek The Next Generation Rewatch podcast. Every week, we're bringing you behind-the-scenes stories of every episode in chronological order of how the magic happened on the set of Star Trek The Next Generation. My name is Mitchell Mel's Chief Consultant of Services. With me is my partner, Brandon Hobbs. Brandon, how are we doing today? Well, Mitch, I'm doing great. We uh, we both watched the same episode this week. Yeah, that's that's a it's a new one for us. It's a first, <clears throat> but not a last. I hope. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see how this one's gonna go. Yeah, it will finally be on the same page in uh, conversation instead of talking past each other in a vain effort to be funnier. <laughs> well, that's not gonna stop. What? So today we actually have um, a special guest in the studio with us. Um, that you're not not going to be a speaking guest, but just to keep everybody aware, our official biographer is sitting in with us to That's right. get That's some right. get some ideas on and some uh, perspective on how the magic happens here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a very yeah, it's exciting a, day, an exciting time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, did you want to give him a shout out? Yeah, yeah, this is um this is for uh Stephen Gould. Uh look at him. Look at him smiling. He knows that we're talking about him. <laughs> he knows his own name. Um Thank pretty you, prolific Steven. writer. Um He uh what were some of his other works? Well, he he did a lot on uh, a lot on the Vietnam War. Right, right, right. Um he wrote uh <clears throat> Good Evening Vietnam. A seminal um, work on on the on the event yeah yeah uh pretty pretty well-known book um what else did he write uh he did that biography of uh liberace that's part of why i wanted to hire him i was very impressed by it mm, mm, I, I haven't read that one yet yeah the the but sequence sequence you're the uh you're you're the reader here mitch so it's true i am i'm a voracious reader mm. i'm just very voracious excuse me excuse me Stephen, write that down he burped it was a cough it was a cough Stephen. but the records show that it was burp adjacent hmm you're trying to rewrite history uh he's the one actually writing it is the thing i don't have oh, to rewrite I guess you're absolved then yeah yeah no i mean don't put me in water i don't want to be absolved <laughs> so how have you been recently Brandon? um doing okay uh something that's bothering me right now in this moment you ever do a google search for something <clears throat> like uh you're, you're trying to look at a picture of something and the only relevant results that really show up are pinterest links yeah and it's just a bunch of like low quality images um <clears throat> like smattered across a screen just apropos of nothing and you have no idea how to navigate the site it seems like there really is no way to navigate the site. Um, yeah, they've really... It, it's just really bothersome. <clears throat> um, the fucking... Doing an image search. Pinterest has ruined Google image search. It absolutely has, yeah. 
And uh, I, I can't quite forgive them for that. You know what else has ruined Google Image Search, Mitch? <laughs> What's that? Did you know that if you search for uh, white uh, historical figures, all that comes up is black people? Oh, I have to go try this. White historical figures. Now, are these like anime figures? Uh, yeah, not quite anime, but they're you know they're still like um, you know, twelve inch. This is strange because that is what happens. Does that actually happen? Uh, well, the first. Uh, uh, I'm kind of looking at it now, but there's Muhammad Ali. There's a few, yeah. Yeah. I there's one if if you look up late, <coughs> um Gandhi MLK here. There's there's white something that if you look up, um, it's all black people because I I think people got a certain group of people got tricked into searching it so much and oh. um, <clears throat> clicking on the 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 stuff that doesn't apply to the search query, right? right? So it just it just moved all of these uh, pictures of like black people up to the top, and now people search it, they get angry about it, <laughs> which is it's it's quite the cycle. What are you just like enamored by? I looked up trying to when you said you type in white something. I started googling and I typed in white black people, and uh... <laughs> are they like black and white cookies? <laughs> no, I mean it's split down the middle. It, I I don't know if it's albinism, albinism, or what, but um, it's it's it, it, there's it's that Michael Jackson disease, right? I don't know, but it's because their their facial structure and their features, their hair. Etc. Very clearly black and they're... yeah. These these are albinos. Yeah, <laughs> but al black albinos are less pink than white albinos. Oh wow! Here's a yeah yeah they they yeah they are. Here's an interesting link. The Guardian. They look white, but say they're black. Mm, interesting. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Yeah, I'm gonna read that later. So recently, like <laughs> recently, I've been hopelessly addicted to video games. Is that right? Oh, that's that's surprising. For yeah, in your age, it is. Yeah, I I tried I tried to leave childish things behind in my childhood, but mm -hmm. of the past five days, I've committed eighty plus hours to playing video games. Mm -hmm. What what, uh, what video game are you playing? Ah, uh, some Pokemon bullshit. Oh, Pokemon, yeah. 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 I remember when everybody was walking around with that on their phones, and apparently it's on my son's Switch now. But it's nice because I can just sit there in my chair and, um, you know, turn my brain off for six, 12, 16 hours at a time. It's a lot like going to sleep, actually, only I'm a lot more tired afterwards. <laughs> well, uh, uh, personally, you, you know how I feel about Pokemon. It's... um bordering on satanic so yeah yeah you know um the 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 mere mention of of the word evolution kind of sets me off right i i like the way the british say it evolution because it's evolution evil. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like, it's, it's kind of like pedophile right 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 because they're you know quite fond of pita bread yeah 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 exactly now the i quite like pita breads they're not on kaiser rolled here um, Steve, right? I I really like Kaiser rolls. Make sure you have that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 He loves. He loves them. Anyway, um, they're not quite in Kaiser roll tier, but they're uh, they're quite good. I like how soft they are and how prone they are to absorb the flavor of whatever you wrap them in or wrap them with. Yeah. Well, you know what's even better is pita chips. I've never had pita chips, but I imagine. Oh no, kidding! I imagine they're quite good. They're so you gotta, you gotta go to the import store and find some. My image is that pita chips are like the sugar cookie of chips, in that they're just very soft and pleasant, without no, no, without no, no, a, no. without a striking flavor. No, no, because you have well, they usually flavor them much like you know a a Lay's chip that's not the original kind. Uh, um, but you get you get a good pita chip and some hummus okay and man you'll finish it in one sitting now uh a hummus that's all i have to that's all i have to say on that Mm -hmm. so this week's question of the week comes from who is this let me get my information up here comes from bruce in la says, howdy doody, Admiral Loonies. Um, I'm an up-and-coming producer trying to get my feelers out there and network with people. So I figured I would network with my two best friends on the ready room. Have you guys heard of my production company, uh, Loud Junk? We make a lot of animations, and we're trying to figure, find our way out in the world. I don't have a question. Wow. I just wanted to plug my production company. Loud Junk. Loud junk. Hmm. Let me Google have you this. Heard of this. I have not, but yeah, perhaps I should. Oh no. Alright, well I'm only getting some there's a lot of noise in this search. There's not a lot of signal. Oh, uh you you've heard of newgrounds.com, right? No. Well it was it was uh it was one of those big um it's what they call flash animation it's not pornography no 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 mitch someone tells me uh, oh i showed her my flash animation (laughs) it's like it's like indie animation uh way back in the day there's there's a lot of there's a lot of old uh, indiana jones indie animation indie animation was there an indiana jones cartoon um, there was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull, which is 80% cartoon. <laughs> you mean he didn't actually get, uh, get flung in the air uh, inside a fridge? No, no. Um, that was, actually, that was a special effect. Oh, special effect. Right. Well, we know, we know all about those. Yes, yes, yes. We're, uh, special effect masters. Um. Yeah. Well. Anyway. Uh, good. Good luck with that, Bruce. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't appreciate so much using our valuable question of the week time to to plug somebody. Yeah, it's a little rude. Yeah. But uh, uh, we'll we'll overlook it this time. Just don't do it again. Uh, feel free to have your people contact our people. Right. Um. So we can formally reject you. But I. I mean, um, it is a little nostalgic in a way. I remember, you know, in early Hollywood. My early times in Hollywood. Not early Hollywood. That was probably 100 years before I was born. Um, well, actually, maybe only like five years. But Jurassic Hollywood. Jurassic Hollywood. But, you know, you're working as a waiter. You see this hotshot producer there feeling up some poor poor actress. And uh, you go and you slide him your, 
your script or your card or your headshot on the table and you're like take a look and yeah uh, yeah yeah but you know there used to be like a kind of decorum to it um you, you know you would also slide something else somewhere else right right um, right you know just to, just as a matter of course so that, that doesn't happen anymore and i i feel like we were kind of robbed of that yeah these kids don't have the same ex- character building experiences that we do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now it's just all well, gonna know, write into this podcast and right show them my loud junk everything's easy for them now you know they got uh they got uh their their uh tiktoks and their only fans you know right 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 back in my day you know you know tiktok time is money mm-hmm mm-hmm now mm-hmm. now there's an abundance of time and you can just imagine being the type of person to to lay on your sofa and play a video game for 16 hours of, of, of at, a, at a time at a clip yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I do, <clears throat> I do kind of pine for the days uh, when when there was only twenty three hours in a day. Yeah, I like uh, that. The world's getting really weird. Well, it threw off my whole circadian rhythm when they added that extra hour. Yeah, yeah. So now, well, I, what are you gonna do? I mean, our year would have been all messed up if they didn't. Yeah, well, you know, details. But I, I, my my cycle is still on that twenty three hour uh, rotation. So. Eventually, I just drift slowly away from everybody else, which is quite oh, annoying. Yeah. And so, uh, so your your uh, your period comes at different times of the month. Yeah, it's it's a quite heavy flow, mm. which is what I like to think. Um, yeah, if you look yeah, at my yeah, trash yeah, well, bin, you'll see the evidence of that. All all, all we can really do <laughs> is imagine it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the way, recently I learned why it's called a roofie. And um, for I don't know how many years I thought it had something to do with raising the roof, but that is just not true. Um, I feel like I know the answer to this, but but tell me. It's the drug is called roofinol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's a roofie. But yeah, I did not know that. And I roofinol. felt I felt kind of dumb. Rudolphinol. Rudolphinol. And it makes your, <laughs> makes your makes your nose glow red. <laughs> well, There's <laughs> gotta be something there. Won't you guide my my dick tonight? <laughs> it's like it's like slipping someone a Mickey. You, you slip them a Rudolph. Right. Both beloved cartoon characters. Yes, Mickey was also the name of the belligerent dwarf on Seinfeld. <laughs> unrelated well somewhat related to this episode uh speaking of seinfeld yeah yeah um i don't really understand but yeah care to explain yeah what's his name was in seinfeld uh the, uh... the ral ral yeah really who yeah was, who's, who's... he was right I don't. I don't know. Was he? I swear to God, he was. <laughs> What's his name? All right, hold on. What was the name of this fucking episode? <clears throat> yeah, he was. He was Lloyd Braun. Remember? Wasn't Lloyd Braun old? Like very old? No. What the fuck? Hold on. No, he was like he was like that that schizo. Remember? Okay. Yes. 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 
Which I think is the only convincing role he's ever played. <laughs> well, you didn't like his work in in The Price? <laughs> we'll get to it, but... Or maybe we can just start off with that. Um, <clears throat> no, I, I hated it. He's not a convincing... He's he's <clears throat> He's got an attractive face for the most part, but his mannerisms and his eyes... He comes off as a complete nutcase. Well, I th- I think that was direction. Um, to me, no, no, because a lot of this episode hits that same mark of being um, this this caricature that's not at all romantic or emotional or endearing or much of anything. Um, to me, if if you had given somebody the directive to adapt a uh, a harlequin romance novel into a star trek episode this is what you would get along with all of the one dimensionality of of every principal character and uh that 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 rings true in this 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 um actor's portrayal of the character where it's just a, a never ending series of faux romantic ploys I'm not. I'm not at all convinced by that. He 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 comes off immediately as someone you shouldn't trust. Well, I I, and I again. I look at the way it's shot. Look at the musical stings. Look at the script. All of this is just completely not not intentional. By the way, I'm not trying to make an excuse for it. I think it's terrible. But all of it is over the top. And um, if if you had told me that his performance received heavy directing, I, I would believe it. Because they're very clearly trying to hit some tone here. I, I, I honestly, I wouldn't. Um, and maybe you're right, but I, it, it doesn't seem that way to me. And it's just like I, I was immediately unconvinced um, by Troy's attraction to him. Well, that came out of nowhere. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing remotely attractive about the way he presents himself. Other than, I think he's an attractive actor, and if they're leaning on just that. His appearance. Well, he's he's okay looking, but like I said, he has that he has that look to his face that like he's he's right at home playing Lloyd Braun in Seinfeld. Well, what kind of what kind of a bizarre cope is this? He's an extremely attractive. Actor. Are you kidding me? Are he, you kidding he, me? He, he looks like he will kill you in your sleep. I'm not saying he's not attractive. He looks like he will kill you in in, in your sleep. I think we're talking past each other. In some well, respects, yeah, maybe we are. We'll we'll have to we'll have to get a. a larger survey steven what do you think give me a thumbs up if he's if you think he's attractive steven didn't watch the episode down thumbs down see he he didn't watch the episode he's like he gave a shrug and a thumbs down whatever he he does that thing with his mouth it's just that that the half smirk yeah it's gross i don't know every a lot of his his physical acting is so clearly intentional that i i i think it's all misguided but on purpose he has he has those like weird like droopy eyes that i think what gets me is is massive no light in them his massive crow's feet yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 that is that is weird like like i'm not saying i don't know maybe it's like the closeness of his eyes and the roundness of them that really throw me off there's something about his face that makes him look untrustworthy I, and I, it, it's it's the combination of the eyes and that weird smirk he does. Well, he, I I think he looks like a fucking mental patient. Well, he's playing a seedy character, right? Sure, but that's not seedy. 
it's like like a seedy character is is someone who would convincingly be charismatic, and this guy just is not. I think that he is quote unquote charismatic in the same way that Riker is in many episodes, which no, is which no. is which is to say not at all. But <laughs> it's it's the writer the and the actor both believing that this is charisma and uh, just being so far off the mark. I just I really have a feeling that this is how Matt McCoy acts in like his daily life. Yeah, so that's the, that's it. Yeah, no, I, I cannot do, I, I I cannot help but feel like he's just fucking weird. I don't know. I was not nearly as offended by this as you are. <laughs> Clearly, I was very <laughs> offended. Like it, it took me out of the episode immediately. Well, I mean, I, I was certainly struck by the artificial artificiality of their attraction to each other, which was never really explained, touched upon, or or anything. It's just Troy wants to fug, so that's that's the episode we're on. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. Uh, how, how did I, I guess you already touched upon it? Uh, how you felt overall about this episode? Well, I I don't want to misconstrue or be misunderstood here that, uh, yeah, I'm for this one particular thing, I'm kind of defending it. But I I think the episode overall was just terrible, terrible garbage. So bad. Awful. (laughs) There there is actually nothing redeeming about this episode. No, no, not at all. You, You think that this would be a nice... Riker vehicle at some point, but even that stuff just falls completely flat. I think it, it totally does. I think yeah. that the absolute nadir of the episode is that um, exchange later on between uh, Ral mm-hmm. and Riker, which is just mm-hmm. just awful. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like you, you go into that scene wanting it to be impactful, mm-hmm. um, and everything from the direction to the d- delivery to the writing. Everything just makes it fall flat on its face. It's so bad. It's uh, and it, and it could have been good. To the last mile, saunters <laughs> off. <laughs> Which you know is fine if you want to do a mic drop thing. Fine, but uh, and, and then and oh and then and then Rawl sits there like he's just had some kind of revelation. <laughs> like no one's ever talked to him like that before. Yeah, he kind of just sits there and like gets a gets a scolding from Riker. Like he just breaks eye contact, <laughs> stares at the floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's this this little bit of resistance threw him off. And I don't know, maybe he's never had any kind of resistance because he's such a player or whatever. But uh, you know, uh, ostensibly, if if I saw this guy in real life, I'd punch him in the face the second I saw him. But <laughs> they they play really fast and loose with his empathic abilities. Um, <laughs> they certainly do. <laughs> Where he uses it perfectly throughout his entire career, and then just completely bungles uh, perceiving anything of Riker's emotions. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Riker is part Ferengi. Well, actually, you know, <laughs> they actually they, they retconned this because um, you're right. It, it I, I didn't catch this. Troy Troy couldn't read Ferengis, and now she can. Let let, let, it, let it be known that they re retconned this by the point of Deep Space Nine, at least. Uh, where Troy, Troy's mother shows up and says that she cannot get a read on uh, Quark and other Ferengi. Maybe, um, maybe, maybe the maybe Goss is a mutt or something. <laughs> that would explain his uh, appearance and demeanor. <laughs> uh, did you notice that? Uh, just while we're on the topic of Ferengi, 
that they they went back to portraying them as like these like little hunched over like yeah uh like you know doing that little thing with their hands yeah um, it's not quite the the more extremely goblin goblin like portrayal from the first their first outing but it's also not yeah. it's not it's less than civilized it's still a step backwards from the the Ferengi we got uh last season mm. uh, who were basically normal um they stood like normal human beings now yeah. now they're just rude goblins yeah yeah we really needed to establish their rudeness with with the chair scene that I wanted to shoot myself in the head. Which that I... was like a, a middle school play, like written by a middle schooler type scene, <laughs> trying to be funny. You can have my chair. <sighs> <laughs> like, and, and not only is it not funny, we're supposed to believe that they don't have like somewhere that they put extra chairs. Yeah, that was the... easily accessible. I see more people in that conference room on the reg than than they right. showed in that scene. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um really dumb. So, listen, we actually do have somewhat of a reason to to <laughs> start with the beginning of this episode No way. it's so it's so fucking weird. Um Troy We start with Troy. Right? And she wants she wants chocolate ice cream or something. Oh my god, I forgot about this. What a <laughs> you forgot about this? What a terrible, terrible scene. <laughs> and I here's the thing. I really think that when you so they go through a lot of work to establish the point of view of this episode of being through Troy's eyes. Mm-hmm. Um with a lot of this terrible I don't know, women minutiae. And it's like, okay, we want the the 0.5% of our audience to really relate to this Troy character. So what do women like? Ah, uh, sweets. Uh, <laughs> chocolate. Um, Real yeah, chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because um, this this is probably a holdout from from the uh, the original pitch of this episode, mm. um, which was just one sentence in a memo we got you know, months, months before uh, production even started on this um and and the single sentence was just troy gets her period right um and, which and you know with a scene like that you can really see it yeah 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 absolutely i mean it eventually evolved beyond that concept but you know um yeah so so she's she gets mad at the computer because she's like i want real chocolate right um so uh, and, and the computer says basically exactly what i'm thinking um and and says uh, define real in context please <laughs> what this has never been an issue in the history of star trek that uh that that the computer doesn't produce real food and then and then it goes even further with the computer saying that it only produces food of acceptable nutritional value now why is that a problem well because it produces alcohol well if not only does it produce alcohol it produces i i think it was up the long ladder Worf asks it for this Klingon alcohol that's stated that it will just outright kill people. Right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> but of course, the, the the drunk Irishman of the episode had enough tolerance for it because you know they're yeah. they're savages, but because they're they're degenerates, yeah, yeah. But clearly, this is just I I don't know why. And then Troy's asked to do her job, and she gets uppity at that, further hammering home the the period thing. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Um, yeah, just everything about this opening scene is probably the worst track I have ever seen. Doesn't get uh, better. Which, which goes, yeah, it, it really goes to show, um, you know, why we never had a Troy episode. Because, you know, she acts like this. Fucking terrible. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, but yeah, Picard calls her and because because they're they're about to go see a wormhole right and he says like i'm gonna we're gonna go see your wormhole yeah 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 that was that was, that was something patrick did uh we, we had several takes of him saying because he's supposed to say what right. uh, we're about I... to get get our first look at the wormhole but he he would he would keep saying your wormhole and i could never figure out if it was on purpose that's the thing i completely forgot that that was not in the actual final cut he just he, <laughs> so many takes of that that it just burned itself in my mind <laughs> uh marina you started getting kind of pissed off about it you know much like troy yeah uh maybe it was a character method acting moment yeah like oh troy would get mad at this misogyny so i'm gonna get mad but oh it could be maybe she's a better actor than we give her credit for actress I rem- oh that's true but i remember her stomping off at some point and just kind of muttering i don't have a wormhole <laughs> maybe she t- just took it to heart <laughs> oh man um and then she goes there's a bunch of strange aliens there they all look like weird aliens well the the the, yeah. the alien design is better than it usually is the costume yeah, it's not bad yeah yeah it's it, it looks less messy for sure Speaking of light black people, that's what one of the aliens looks like. It's got these 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 silver blonde dreads, pale skin. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? Yeah, she does actually. She was a weird one, Mister. We Grinch. also have like a, a, a another black guy. Um, the hell was his name? Leor. Yeah, Leor. Was was he black or was he blue? I can't remember. He was like he was some kind of light color though. Yeah, he was he was caramel. 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 All right, all right. And, Hold uh, on, Steve. That's, Steven. That's right. That's right. This episode is brought to you by Snickers. Steven says caramel. I guess I have to concede, Steven. Steven. Uh, does have the last say here. Steven's the universe. What's that from? I just said it. Yeah, so did you know uh did you know um Kevin Peter Hall, uh Leor, he he played the Predator. Did you know that? Yeah. No, I did not know that. You you've never seen the Predator, have you? No, no, I've seen Predator 2 with um with uh Danny what's his name? Elfman. That's not Danny Elfman. You can't lie to me. <laughs> Danny. Danny. Glover. Danny Glover. That's right. Um, and it was Black Man versus Predator. That was what they wrote on the poster. That's why I saw it. <laughs> Black Man versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds uh, like yeah, an he, even he, matchup. He played the Predator in that one too. Um, really? What, what, what if they made a movie called called Hansen versus Predator and it was Chris Hansen versus the Predator? Was Kevin Michael Hall in that? Kevin Peter Hall. Oh, right, right, right. Was he in that? Hanson versus Predator? Yeah. 
Well, unfortunately, Mitch, he uh, he passed away soon after filming, so I don't I don't think so. Oh, right, we went to his funeral. I don't know how I forgot yeah. that. Yeah. Well, you know, some 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 guest stars are just forgettable. Oh, there's uh, a reason he, they didn't graduate to a full on role. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. I mean, he was a great guy, um, and I, you know, I think we all kind of felt for him, uh, you know, in terms of his struggle with HIV. But uh, when you look back on it, it's kind of like it's it's amazing how ignorant people were back then. Well, right? I like, mean. I, it doesn't hurt to be precautious. I I felt for him, but I went through great pains to not feel him. Well, that's the thing. I mean, he he was constantly touching us and like you know breathing on us and stuff. And I, I, I I'm honestly surprised we didn't catch it. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad there's a, there's a cure for it nowadays, Mitch. So we don't have to worry about it. We can kind of just indiscriminately, um, you know. I know. It's more of a poor um, people's disease. That's that's certainly true. That actually is true. Um, I, I'm not going to incriminate myself and speak further on it, but all right, pop we, quiz. We, we can speak off mic about this. Mm, okay, mm. all right, go for it. Do you know what HIV stands for? Human immunodeficiency virus. Um, it's actually a high occupancy vehicle. Occupancy. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, icky pincy. It's so icky. It's very icky. <laughs> oh goodness! So when someone threw up in it. <laughs> There's just a bunch of like old cereal scattered around the back from someone's kid spilled it. <laughs> so wait, let's let's go down our list of aliens that we have here. All right, there's right? A, there's there's uh, Raul. Raul. Well, everyone's Bohani. an alien from some point of view. Yeah, yeah, I think we've discussed this, haven't we? Like I believe the word so. alien and Trek. Yes. Yeah. So, Bavani, <laughs> Leor is the. Yep. The Goss. Goss. The and, other and two. And we also have, we also have Mendoza. Yeah, we do have Mendoza. I forgot about him. He's just out of some crime procedural. His name is yeah. Mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mendoza, you're off the force. He's the Federation representative, isn't he? Yeah, he's uh, he's not a hired gun. He's he's actually right. part of the Federation. Right, Ral is the the only hired gun. And even that is just so dumb. The usage of that phrase. He's a hired gun. It's like oh, the the the. the, the I'm surprised there's no freeze frame of this episode of Ral with his shirt off and and Troy like in his arms. It's that's exactly <laughs> the fucking tone that they have. Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely and I mean. Even before this episode aired, you know the—I don't want to say the 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 plot leaked, but you know it would appear in the TV guides and such. And um, oh. we we got a lot of uh, a lot of mail about um, about the the uh, inevitable sex scene between the two. Right. Um. Not a lot afterwards, so I'm not really sure what happened. I think uh, everybody was satisfied with the the foot rubbing scene. <laughs> Which we had a we had a an order from the producers to to film it that way. Mm. Which I never really understood, but you know, what are you going to do? You can't you can't just deny a production note. Oh yeah, definitely not. Um it was just weird how yeah. how oiled up everything was for the shot. 
Yeah, yeah. It, like it, it, it comes in uh, straight, you know, straight close up of the foot. Right. And it, and it kind of lingers there. Now, I have a story about this that you know, but I, I'm going to tell everyone who they might not know. That foot, not mm. Marina Sirtis's foot. We tried, right. we tried that, and, uh, you know, she took off her sock or whatever, put the foot down on the set, and it, it immediately became apparent that this was an, quote, unfilmable foot. <laughs> it just, you know, the, the, the middle toe was longer than, than the index toe, the... Oh no! Yeah, one of the there was like an over, an overhung nail. Just... Oh, you know what? I did hear about this actually, because um, there was like this this odor coming from them too. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's insofar as filmability, sure, you're not going to notice that right. as the viewer, but there's somebody behind that camera. There's other right. people on that set. Well, you know, Matt's got to touch it. Yeah. Ugh. So. Yeah, yeah I, I could see that being an issue. Yeah, so luckily we just got Brent to paint one of his his toenails, and uh, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, oh, yeah, he did have pretty feminine feet, didn't he? Right, and we all complimented him on that all the time, and yeah. finally it paid off. Well, you remember uh, in, in, in editing, there was that story of um, <laughs> one of the guys was talking about getting a, you know, from the feet. Yeah. Um. And then, and then uh, they had to break the news to him that it was Brent's feet, and um, that didn't deter him. No, uh, he paid, if I recall, a pretty hefty sum, and you know Brent's never wanted to turn down work as an actor, mm-hmm. so he took it. They did it, and uh, you know he, Brent treated us to dinner that week. Because you know, when you when you think about it, sex work really is just acting. Right. 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 In a lot of ways, you know, um, the false intimacy, the, you know, all the the accoutrement and the makeup and the The, wardrobe. The the feigned pleasure. The feigned pleasure. You know, I would, I, I'm kind of, I want to invest in, in sex work. I want to invest in honest sex work. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you go to a sex worker with a cheaper rate, of course, but, um, they're just completely disinterested and, it lasts like two minutes and both parties leave relatively unsatisfied. But... I bet that would, that would actually go over well with a certain crowd. Oh, yeah? Yeah, don't you think so? I suppose. I mean, it is my investment opportunity, so I, I, I do think so, yes. <laughs> You're really into honest things these days, honest mahjong. I'm an honest guy. Uh, my, my lifetime in Hollywood it will attribute to that. And, uh... I've never told a lie. That is true. I, I can attest to that. Damn it. Damn it. I said the wrong word. <laughs> what? I said the wrong word. Steven, do not write that down. Stop. Fuck. What? Wait, what, what, what? What happened? I said attribute instead of attest. Now all the world knows about my bad vocabulary. Uh, I didn't even notice, Mitch. I don't think anyone would have noticed. Yeah, that's why you you put so much emphasis on the word attest when you used it. No, no, I I, I, I didn't mean that. I didn't I didn't mean that. Stop hitting yourself. Stop it. 
Calm down, calm down. You want some chocolate? Yes, I want. I want real chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Define real in context, please. <laughs> the good stuff. <laughs> that good, good. I'll give you none of that Hershey shit. <laughs> we've had just as some insight for the viewers. We've had this three foot long Hershey bar gifted to us, but. Yeah, like months ago, and I refuse to touch yeah. it. It's not it's good. Gross. Yeah, it's like and it's milk chocolate. Like what am I? A I don't even want a normal old? Hershey bar. But yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 disgustingly sweet. I suspect this was gifted to us more as a burden than a gift. It was burdened to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now we have to carry it with us wherever we go. The, it's a the, gift. The terrible thing is that chocolate never goes bad. So we're going to be stuck with this, saddled with it for years. Yeah. Japanese honor dictates that we must keep the gift even if we dislike it. Right. 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 And, and put it on display. Put it on display so that every time the, the gifter comes over, they get to see that you haven't touched it and you, in fact, hate it. Um, but it's, it's you know, become a burden for you and you kind of passive aggressively let them know. Yeah. I have it on uh, hung on the wall, on our wall next to... Uh... Our Van Gogh prints. Yeah, well, we took a painting down for it, um, you know, just to drive the point Starry night. further. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. Um, yeah, so uh, so the the main plot of this episode, in case anyone who watched it fell asleep, um, which I wouldn't blame them for, is that uh, these these aliens that Bhavani uh, is the representative of, I can't remember what they're called, um, um, but the they're not very the Calypsian, Calistonian, the Calypsos, Calypso. They're they're not very high tech, but they've discovered a wormhole literally literally right next to their planet. In fact, so close that I I'm worried about the planet's <laughs> safety. Um, it's and, very uh, close to the wormhole. It's very close. All of these uh, you know races, planets, uh, groups want control of it because it's a wormhole and you can ostensibly uh, since it's ostensibly stable you can get from one end of the galaxy to the other well you yeah but interquadrant wormhole oh man that was gonna be my question for you really yeah i was gonna ask how many how many how many parts the galaxy is divided into ah well damn it now i gotta i gotta think of another one while we're doing this (laughs) you're a very observant viewer well, you know, again, I, I've been watching Deep Space Nine recently, and well, actually, th- this episode has a lot of similarities. It sows a lot of seeds of what will become Deep Space Nine. There's a stable wormhole that goes between quadrants of the galaxy. There's a heavy Ferengi presence. Um, it's more of just an accurate observation than a joke, but mm-hmm. but it is true. Well, that's nice. But that's where I got all of my quadrant theory from. We we get a lot of Ferengi action in Deep Space Nine, huh? Yeah, there's Quark and Quark's brother and Quark's nephew. (laughs) And, 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 get this. Do you know, um, what is the name of that guy? He's from, uh, Princess Wallace Shawn. Wallace Shawn. Do you know Wallace Shawn? Uh, the name doesn't ring a bell. What's what's he in? Have you seen The Princess Bride? Mm-hmm. Do you know the guy, the, the Jewish guy? Looks kind of yes, like George. Okay, yep, yep. So 
he plays like a Ferengi leader, like the the, the oh, topmost no. Ferengi. Yeah, and yeah. it's it's just as ridiculous as it sounds. Well, that's pretty close to the what we were talking off off mic about the the Jewish caricature Ferengi, like like the real one. You know right. what I mean? Exactly. It's exactly. not it's not too far off. No, um, especially the the whiny nasally nasally voice and uh, just the terrible hook nose. Stephen, don't write that down. That was it was an off mic conversation. My God, this this biographer is one of the worst ideas you've ever had. You you did this. I did not do it. I just <laughs> you explicitly said you did it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's just how it goes sometimes. You, I don't. You recover. You covering for me. Yeah, you know, I'm trying no, to be a good partner. Not to. I'll admit, I had, you know, wistfully in bed, I was kind of pontif. Well, wouldn't it be nice to hire a biographer? And, you know, maybe you were just acting on that, but it's uh, not not fully my responsibility. Do you uh, do you want to do you want to stop to figure out this echo? No, no, it's good. It's done. Oh, it's done. Yeah, I think I might. I think I might have had my. Uh... Like I, I have one of my headphones off to the side. I think I might have been getting it too close to the mic. It was only a little bit, so don't worry. Okay, okay. You know the 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 trials and tribulations of podcasting. It's a tough job. It is. I'm not editing this. It's too Some, tough a sometimes, job. Sometimes your audio gets messed up, and uh, there's no reason for it. Sometimes you watch the wrong episode. Sometimes you sleep through the entire night. Sometimes you stare at an empty corner of the room and talk to a biographer who's not there. And uh, <laughs> it's it's really tough to maintain your sanity in this climate. He's 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 real, Mitch. He's real. So next, um, negotiations begin between all these fucking aliens that we just talked about. And uh, eventually they reach a conclusion and the episode ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how much of the, the, the Troy Rolla stuff we're kind of skipping over, but it's all just complete garbage anyway. It's um, terrible. It's, it's really bad. It's, it's, like, it's like every romantic trope you can think of just done poorly. Uh, it, like she, she meets him and immediately wants to fuck him for no real reason. He doesn't really do anything. I, I would say that this is a reversal of a common trope, at least in in Hollywood. You see this a lot. Like later on, for example, Patrick Stewart, John Luke Picard goes to a, a pleasure planet, and like all these you know young attractive women are into him, and that, mm. that's usually what it is. You got this like kind of whatever guy and some supporting actress that's much more attractive. That's his female. Uh, in, uh, love interest and in this episode mm. we reverse that we kind of have this kind of plain Jane Troy with a much more attractive male love interest I would say mm -hmm. so anyway that was the idea maybe you would disagree I know your your thoughts on the matter well I understand the uh, the intent yeah you know well, like I said he's not an attractive guy by any means I mean he's much more attractive than Troy come on you're right you're right and Marina you know put her ego aside uh, she was kind of into this, you know, in the name of feminism. Yeah. So, a tr yeah, yeah, a true ally uh, on her part. 
yeah I, you know i guess i guess in that respect we were fairly successful um and you know i, I don't know did we did we go on to kind of uh, continue this trend um in future episodes well yeah. there was the crusher one where i think crusher falls in love with a ghost and uh both <laughs> which is just you know innately ridiculous but both parties in that episode were evenly attractive i believe mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. crusher can get it she wears uh spandex in this episode but so does troy oh yeah 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 we, we we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that i've gotten to that several times this week <laughs> um we, we we do have to we do have to note that um the the ferengi kind of uh, insert themselves into this this negotiation by force they just kind of show up and start talking sure about who, chairs who gave yeah they start talking about chairs i'm not sure who tipped them off that there was a negotiation going on they don't really seem to be knowledgeable about much um but all of a sudden they've shown up near this wormhole um now here's and uh at, yeah. When the Frangi join, we get some pre-developed, uh, undeveloped Frangi lore where they're using gold instead of the more traditional gold-pressed gold latinum that the Frangi yes. become fascinated with later on. That's right. That's I guess this is before they they um, had used gold to press latinum instead of just you know uh, keeping gold in in weird chunks. Now, do you think um, the phrase "gold press latinum" comes from a combination of gold and platinum? And platinum, yeah, I I do think that. Yes, <laughs> I'm not quite sure why, but that that is what comes to mind. Um, yeah, he 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 throws his he throws his gold onto the table, which looks like it's the equivalent of like ten thousand dollars. Yeah, not not <laughs> not so much. <laughs> not a lot of gold. Um, interesting fact: most people don't know this, but um, the gold that he brings is not actually real gold right right it's 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 actually just a prop used in you know filming tv shows um which you know i've i've seen in you know like the star trek uh reader guides or whatever they they uh, they usually misrepresent this um we did not have access to that much gold no just movie magic really um Mm -hmm. tv magic if you will yeah you know the silver screen yeah no the silver silver um, I think it's pressed with silver, which gives it its reflective sheen. Uh, oh, okay, so it's like silver latinum. Right, right, right. Silver pressed latinum. Now, I, I for one, really want to press my latinum with platinum. Pra- platinum pressed latinum. Um, pa- I'm trying to think of pa-latinum. Pa-latinum. Isn't that the name of a Ferengi? Platinum. <laughs> what's 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 the name of their leaders? Di- Daimon Daimon Pol Latinum. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Di- Daimon Daimon. There's also the uh, no, da- no Daimon. It's Daimon now. Daimon Polatinum. It's been decided. The name of the Wallace Shawn Ferengi leader was the Nagus. Yeah. Oh God. Now Quark briefly becomes the Nagus, but. Little do do we know at the time that was just a ploy by the the old Nagus to train his son in how to be the Nagus. You just want to keep saying Nagus. Why would I want to say Nagus? What is there to gain? There's there's a history there's a history in the production of Star Trek of people saying words very similar to Nagus. 
Yes, but I, I think that those were out of momentary uh, flights of blind rage rather than uh, <laughs> any any enjoyment. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there's there's an uh, there's an interesting scene. Okay, yeah, no, it's it's after it's after uh, Goss. I keep forgetting his name. Goss puts slams a goal on the table. That we cut to Troy's office, and Raul comes in, and this is kind of the first, like you know, touchy scene with them, where he he just he goes into her office and just starts rubbing her. <laughs> yeah, he starts like ruffling her hair, like <laughs> yeah. a fucking dog, and, and telling her like like he's he's so condescending, um, but to the point that it even bothers me. But Troy's into it. Yeah, which is it's it's just it's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to you that a woman would enjoy being condescended to. Not yeah, but not in that way. Like like there's there's a nuance to it, and this isn't the way. Okay, it's not the way. It's this is not the way. Neighbor in the way. Little Star Wars reference for you. I haven't seen Star Wars. Uh, the Book of Bob. You've um you played with the Lego sets though. Yeah, I I love playing with the Lego sets. I bought. Yeah, you you, you like to, you like to fly them around and you know, make the sound effects. Yeah. You bought that big Millennium Falcon recently. Right, right, right. I um I bought it to commemorate the second millennium. Now I was a few years mm-hmm. late, but it was uh worth. The, you know what they say. It. Better better Nate than Lever. Right, better Nate than Lever, and um I built it alongside Nate, good friend. But you know, it's yeah, you you have, you've ended your friendship with Lever, of course. Right, right, right. Well, Lever, he broke my Lego Death Star, so I couldn't play Lego with him anymore. It's what a real work. shame. <laughs> <laughs> he just he, he called me Alderon and threw the fucking thing in my head. <laughs> Is that what happened in the film? They just they just kamikaze Alderaan. That that would have made for a, a, an even better film, actually. I I, I like to think so. Yes. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that scene sucked. There's also a great scene in I think it's in the ready room with with um, Mendoza, Picard, and Riker, where Mendoza says, "You must play poker, Commander." The worst worst thing of all time. <laughs> the new worst thing of all time in this episode. <laughs> Tell me how you felt uh, watching I fe- this scene. I, I felt fucking miserable. Um, I, I rolled my eyes at that, and what was a brief moment of of uh, respite in perhaps humor when uh, Riker tries to play coy like the devilish individual that he is, <laughs> is then just followed up on with more praise lavished upon him. For yes. his massive poker skills. And I can't... I'm so beside myself because Riker is just fucking terrible at poker. He's, He's not good. <laughs> it, uh, God. <laughs> He's not good. He, he, God. What, what, a stupid, what a stupid line to even introduce into the script. You must play poker, Commander. Hmm. <laughs> is, is poker really that ubiquitous? Based on just him realizing that Raul has a strategy. He's like, oh, yeah, right. that Raul guy is up to something. You must play poker. 
He literally could have just been like, oh, you must play Stratagema. <laughs> yeah, you know. What was the name of that thing that Riker fought his father in? Uh, oh, God. You, 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 you must do this death game. Uh, Commander, you must watch Dirty Pair. <laughs> Dirty Pair? Is that an anime of some sorts? <laughs> <laughs> Commander, Commander Riker has the biggest anime collection on the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> he needs that fucking smirk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Commander Riker introduced me to uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> A masterpiece. Um, good lord yeah so that was that was insufferable that, um, then they send out a uh, uh, not a probe a manned vessel to explore the wormhole yeah thank you I hadn't written this down but this is a very important part of the episode do you write down the plot points yeah because I don't remember them oh well uh, I, yeah. I watch an episode and then scrub it from my mind immediately <laughs> jettison all thoughts of trek out of there <laughs> much like the probe yeah so they they want to make sure that they're not buying what is quote a proverbial lemon which was the original title the proverbial lemon yeah the original title of the episode but after a few members of the cast like scoured the script for the lemon proverb we had to had to change the title but it's, you know it's interesting you say that why interesting you say that because we we had a few title changes with this episode right yeah, it just keeps happening because you sometimes you find a title and like yes, this works, you know, mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. it that you stay with that the whole time, and a few other times the the title changes incessantly as the vision of the episode changes along with it. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a shame because I mean, all they had to do was put in a you know a, a lemon reference somewhere, and there you go, you got your title, right? But, uh, um. The, the 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 first first title I think was uh, it was a Mike Pillar idea for um, I mean we'd already gone through a few episodes already you know production wise um, but he wanted to start doing this naming convention um, you know much like uh, well I mean it hadn't come out yet but you know you got friends and we like, we talked about it the other episode these yeah. shows with naming conventions Seinfeld and Mike Pillar wanted something a little catchy you know mm. and um, his idea was to structure all these episodes. Um, like who X's the Xer? Right, right. We saw that earlier this season with uh, who watches who, the who watchers? Watches the watchers, yeah. Um, and and we actually have a, a bit of a reference to this in the episode. <clears throat> the original title was going to be "Who Counsels the Counselor," which is something that uh, that Ral says to Troy while he's massaging uh, Brent's feet. And um, for whatever reason, this just didn't work out. Like we were we were we were going to have you know who 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 does this to, to you know but my personal opinion is i think this has to do with i'm not going to name names but a certain someone's recommendation for the geordie episode yeah <laughs> um, and and uh his his use of the hard r um he certainly did not uh say nagus some tables were flipped uh when that came yeah. out yeah and and so that kind of ended all talk for what it's oh, worth, this naming convention. Th that question, that that particular question, um, the answer was, of course, Brent, uh, data, as it were. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's yeah. a question that nobody dare ask aloud. 
Yeah, certainly. And you know, it's it's a shame. It's a shame that we can't ask these these important questions nowadays because you you know the everyone's too sensitive. You know. Right. Right. You could never make who. It would no, never work. <laughs> Stanley, cut that out and post. <laughs> Moving on. Who does counsel the counselor, though? Uh, Raoul counsels the counselor. He's, he answered that question himself. Perhaps it he's was not rhetorical. A very good, he's, not, he's not a very good counselor. Right. He, uh, he's a true counselor among counselors. Not really. He's not good he's, at he's, it. He's, he's a counselor's counselor. <laughs> <laughs> Just laughing at the idea of a counselor who is only appreciated by other counselors because of their meta-counseling. <laughs> he's just terrible with the general population. <laughs> it just speaks in riddles, basically. <laughs> all the other counselors are like oh wow wow I get it oh lord <laughs> uh, yeah we're pitching a show about that a, a true counselor's counselor I'm, I'm into it yeah but after this the there's, oh yeah there's more negotiations um, Ral talks what is his name? Phalor? Lenor? Lenor? Le- Leor. 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 Out of the, out of the talks. He uses, yeah. uses his empathic abilities, which he we don't know at this convincing. point. He was very convincing, wasn't he? He, 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 he just, he, he sits him down at 10 forward and says, you don't want to do this. And Leor <laughs> says, I don't want to do this. And then walks away. Uh, you, you almost, the episode almost leads you to believe he has like Jedi mind trick skills. That's what empathy is, right? <laughs> it is a superpower, right? I at mean, least, at least in terms of the audience who watches Star Trek, I guess you can just understand other people's emotions. What? Oh wait, 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 wait! We didn't talk about that probe. This is after all the probe stuff happens, isn't it? Uh, when they go through the wormhole. Yeah, I, I think I think this is after. Yeah. So then, so the Enterprise and the Ferengi both send probes through the wormhole um jordy and data are on a wonderful little cardboard cutout of a of a shuttle (laughs) that yeah that uh that that just like fucking flat shot yeah of them oh my god it's 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 like four feet wide Mm -hmm. it's like a a scene in seinfeld whenever they're in a car and you can just very clearly tell that it's just a fucking green screen yeah someone's just like turning the wheel haphazardly with no no rhyme or reason <laughs> yeah yeah like wildly too yeah. and in this the, the our version of that was that little terrible set quote unquote set just shaking for no reason mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. if there's yeah, turbulence in space joke. right right <laughs> oh lord so yeah they go through and Jordy with his visor uh, it's like, oh, uh, this is something's amiss here. This is not the wormhole we thought it was. The destination's different. Yeah, uh, he isn't telling. I don't know what I'm saying now. But um, they try to hail the Ferengi and tell them, oh, this is a different place. This wormhole's unstable. You're in danger. 
and the Ferengi are like, yeah, whatever, nerd. I want my my gold, and uh, we're not. We're yeah, gonna they're, they're like willfully stupid. Yeah, which is strange, because again, in further developed depictions of the Ferengi, they're made out to be ruthless but competent in in yeah. in matters of uh, trade. And uh, this really doesn't fly with that. This is just. Well, I feel like they were already depicted in TNG as like a little more. Like, like, like we said earlier at the start of, you know, this, this podcast, um, this episode kind of just like takes these, takes the Ferengi back to the season one representation of themselves, which is awful. Back to the Stone Age. But during the Stone Age. But during the Stone Age. During the Act Age. Oh, wow. That's a, that's the guy who got arrested, right? Yes. One of the guys. There's many people in One that trade who have been arrested for that particular offense. Yeah, well, you know, most of them get away pretty pretty scot-free, right? Got yeah, your, that's uh, a slap on the dick. You're... <laughs> they get rewarded, even. <laughs> but, so, the conclusion of this is that Jordy and Data make it back through the wormhole and the Ferengi are just stranded in space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which was... Um, they do survive. They do survive. And this was supposed to be a soft pilot for an, a sitcom of ours to expand the Star Trek EU called Two Ferengi in Space. Mm -hmm. And I thought it had potential, but for some reason the studio didn't want to green light a show about two Jewish stereotypes getting into wacky situations. Imagine that. Was... Imagine that. They, they, they just saved it all for, for, uh, for DS9. Right, right. Although I will say that Quark, the lead Ferengi on that show, is decidedly less Jewish looking. Mm -hmm. Like they give him uh, realistic human teeth. His uh, nose, oh, to, really? Yeah, his nose to jaw ratio is uh, fixed. Um, that is that is weird. That uh, you know, because Jews do characteristically have sharp shark teeth, right? Much like anime um, girls. Right, 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 right. They got those fangs. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, you do remember, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? He played Quark. He he was one of the original Ferengis in in TNG. Yeah, so, it, but it would be interesting to see a side by side. It would, and it's interesting to me because there are other Ferengi in DS Nine, but they're all their costumes and the way that they do the makeup, they look much less appealing, much less attractive than Quark, who as a main character is made to be more visually appealing and um, endearing. So well, I, I guess I guess that is kind of a prerequisite for a character that you're meant to sort of care about. Yeah. No, that's true. But it's just interesting to me that just these somewhat subtle differences completely change how a character looks, mm -hmm. and uh, rather how they're received by the audience. I'm sorry, I'm looking up Ferengi pictures right now, and. Uh, <laughs> Ferengi pics. <laughs> Where can I find Ferengi pics? What is this image of Quark dressed like a fucking woman? What? He's got like boobs. Are you on DeviantArt again? No, look at this. He looks like a drag queen. Oh, uh, this is uh 
This is very strange. Is that Quark? I don't think that's Quark. I don't know. It's probably not Quark. It doesn't look like Quark. It's just a random Ferengi woman. <laughs> oh, God. What if Ferengi women look like that? Oh, no. All right. We're going to look up Ferengi woman. It's probably going to be the exact image you find. Yep. Yep. That's what they look like. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm glad DS9 was there to tackle these, these you know, hard-hitting questions of, you know, what what about the Frangy women? Well, you know, that is that is always uh, somewhat of a complaint in, in kind of fantasy sci-fi stuff is that, you know, in terms of aliens, the men always look ugly and then the women are always just hot, like, human-looking things. Right. I'll, I'll Which now, is fine by me. I'll now buy your sci-fi television show. DS9 was truly progressive. Well, DS9 was pretty static insofar as the space station never really went anywhere, unlike the Enterprise. <laughs> well, I guess that's true. But whatever, those two Frankie are stranded in space. Riker hears about this later and just smiles. <laughs> it's like those those guys are are gone. They're... That's I mean that's that's pretty pretty characteristically Riker though, isn't it? It just it, it is. He's very spiteful sometimes. <laughs> What did they do to him? <laughs> Riker comes off as the guy who was bullied in high school. And now he just wants any power over anybody else? He pretty much, yeah. You know, like now now he's now he's like a like a Chad Light. <laughs> I mean he kinda gets mogged by uh by Ral in so far as looks. And Ral is just a better negotiator too. You know, I I I'm I'm gonna get, put a hot take out there i think i think frakes is more attractive than matt mccoy that's Sorry. ridiculous you are ridiculous I, I know i know it is but i he's he's just i i think i think frakes is an actual really good looking guy I, when he when he's not too not, not, not in his two cakes form <laughs> <laughs> oh god i mean how, how do you say cakes in spanish uh, esperanto <laughs> uh, el, el forma de dos tortas. <laughs> He's a little torta, isn't he? <laughs> You're a little torta, aren't you? <laughs> we used to say to him. We used to we used to poke his belly and say, "You're a little torta." Yeah, I mean, I always love talking to my fat friends about torts. <laughs> that is true it seems it seems like it seems like uh you know to, to to really know a thing or two about torch you have to be a fat disgusting gremlin you know? <laughs> much like jonathan frakes I, I don't know i don't think frakes is all that attractive um, all right fine that's that's fine that's you know different strokes but he's like He's in the uncanny valley of being like eighty percent to attractiveness, but the other, the other twenty percent of his features just are blindingly distracting. That's literally Matt McCoy. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> maybe maybe they're a better match than we thought they were. <laughs> Perhaps I don't know. We 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 both stand one of these two. <laughs> I, I, I would like to hear the Ensign's opinion. Feel free to email us uh, incessantly about who you think is better. We'll uh, we'll have some shirts on Teespring. You know, Team Riker, Team Ral. 
And yep. Uh, yep. on the back of the Riker shirt, it'll be a quote, uh, it's the first bad move I've seen you make. <laughs> and uh, on the back of the Rail shirt? Uh, who counsels, counsels the counselor? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Rail, <laughs> Rail kind of styles on everybody. Because in his encounter with Troy, uh, where the, she's talking about the moral implications of his um, em, em, empathy, he mm. kind of wins that argument, no problem. And oh, okay. I need to I need to talk about something here. What are they eating, and what are those dishes? <laughs> they're eating those. Did you notice this? They're eating those scented soaps that. Um... Yeah, is, is that in like cacti or something? <laughs> and, and and they're like they're like miming cutting stuff. And they're using forks too for these little like beads. Wait, but they're, they're like they're like these deep bowls that like you can't you can't even possibly get a knife into. It's this bothered me more than anything in the episode. It's quite illogical. It's just heinous. It's heinous. But anyway, I don't I don't I didn't mean to interrupt you. But yes, yeah, I guess I guess he does kind of win out there. I mean, you know, she's a woman; she can't really and, and, she can't really present a logical argument troy's general um lack of agency in the episode again points to the romance novel theory of mine yeah sure true yeah i mean that 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 is what it feels like Uh, you know this this was i believe written by um this is written by hold on hannah hannah louise shearer ah hannah barbara as i like to call her (laughs) interestingly directed by robert shearer no relation (laughs) that is interesting actually but yeah, Hannah wrote uh, "We'll Always Have Paris." Yeah, I don't know if that uh, that 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 draws any another banger. Yeah, <laughs> not uh, good, good goodness gracious. I um, the lack of talent behind and in front of the camera. <laughs> really, really startling. Um, we didn't. We didn't. We already skipped over the stretching scene. And this this was this was just bizarre, just apropos of nothing, and just I mean I, I you know I guess it was the eighties, it was a different time. I'm over that look. Uh, it was gross looking. Mm. Um, I I don't want to see women spreading themselves in leotards. Uh, let alone Troy. How, how did you feel about Crusher's monologue about her um, quote riding the cock carousel before she met Jack? <laughs> And how much more, how much she enjoyed that than, than Jack. Uh, well, Mitch, this is what the kids would call a red pill. And, uh, you know, 20% of the men get 80% of the women. Oh God. What what do they call that? Mono, monotheism? Yeah, I think something like that. Man, I... The Man, hell is the word Man, for that? Menage a Troy? <laughs> Wait, have we watched that one already? No, I, I think that one's much later. Okay. The the, the Menage the Menage of Troy in question is either Troy Troy's mom and Riker or Troy Troy's mom and some fat Ferengi. <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to think of that that word. What's that word they always use? Uh, hypergamy. Hypergamy. Yeah, hypergamy. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um. Such a fucking stupid scene, and it's all like I don't. I don't know if it's all in. Obviously, someone wanted um these two women to spread themselves on camera for mm-hmm. some reason, 
and um well, so it's not I, all in I, service of this, but it's it's very much in service of the stupid joke at the end where they where Troy's like, I should stop doing this, and they look at look at each other and like, nah. I know why this was. The ninety percent of the episode is written to accommodate the female audience with its, you know, illogical female lead and terrible dialogue and mm, insufferable mm. romance. And the, this was the the remaining ten percent for uh, the usual audience to. Oh uh, uh, yes, yes. Look at Troy's rear end and. Crusher's legs. <clears throat> they really are terrible outfits, though. Yeah. Yeah. And they barely do any, like, workout or stretching. They just uh, do it for, like, five minutes. Like, nah. Yeah, is is this, like, a regular thing? Do they, do they like... So is, what? They, is this they, world like, building? They do, splits, they do splits on the floor and, like, play patty cake with each other? <laughs> what's, what do you, what's even the point It's a 24th century workout. It's not even yoga. Like, it's below yoga. Now, if you notice that when they're stretching, um, Crusher, Gates, is much more capable of stretching than uh, Marina, who <laughs> just kind of, like, fumbles along awkwardly. Well, I know who I would want. Who would you want? Well, I mean... Ral? Do, do, I, have to, do I have to spell it out? <clears throat> sure. No, not Ral. Spell it out like you're you're talking about taking a dog for a walk, but you don't want him to hear that word. <laughs> w e l l i. I would obviously I would obviously take the more flexible one, you know. Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, because when I do the deed, I really like to pretzel things up. Yeah, no, I know. I like I like to. Um... To almost break her bones. <laughs> Grind them up, stick them in a stew. <laughs> really push it to the limit in terms of uh, how far I can get her leg over her head. Oh, her leg over her head. I see. Yeah. I see. I, I don't know. I had a different image of your sexual relations. I, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know. I see. Well, I mean, what else happened in this episode? The Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, Ral makes another ploy. This time he tries to... Oh, he talks to Riker before this. Fucking A. They go to the bar, and we talk... This is the yeah. worst thing ever, and Ral's like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get under Riker's skin, and I'm gonna mm -hmm. mention Troy... And then you know he he does this, and he's he's so empathetic he doesn't even realize that Riker doesn't give a shit. Hmm. And then Riker's like, oh, I'm the true clever man here. Here's to the last Riker. mile." Ugh. And he walks off in his stupid retarded way he always does. It it was just this was you know what this reminded me of this reminded me of that scene where Riker is flirting with Guinan to show Crusher. <laughs> yes, I. I love how stupid that scene is. It's just, none of these scenes have any dialogue that even resembles a way a human being would talk to another human. <laughs> you mean you mean you don't say, uh, you are the most beautiful woman in the galaxy? <laughs> I mean, I say that to you, but <laughs> that's with some forethought in mind. But really, it's just overly wrought dialogue that... Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of like 
some kind of loser fantasizing how an exchange would go where he comes out on yes, top. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yes, it's 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 like someone bullied you in middle school and you go home and lay in bed and think about, oh, if I was five inches taller, I would have said this. Right, right, right. And then everybody claps in the background and yeah, yeah, because you're so clever. It's like, it's like that scene in in, in Spider Man where he beats up Flash. Sure. I don't. Is that the one where he catches the tray as it's falling? Yeah. Right. And um, Kirsten Dunst is like, "Wow." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is okay. That is the scene. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I hated this, and um, it was long. Felt long. Every scene in this episode feels long. This episode feels long. It's just so boring. This episode felt like it was two hours long. Yeah, God. Really not a fan. And whatever. So they move on. Uh, Ral makes a ploy with the Ferengi to blow Honestly, up. Honestly, fuck it. Who cares? All right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> the episode ends. The episode The episode ends. Uh, Ral gets his comeuppance after Troy decided she doesn't want to fuck him anymore. And, uh, you know, much like all relationships. And um, he's he's emasculated. And it turns out that the wormhole is garbage, and everyone it's a goes lemon. home. It's a it's a proverbial lemon. Proverbial lemon. Oh, but here's the thing: Ral doesn't even really get his comeuppance. He's like, ah, oh, you know, I've represented these guys well before; they'll understand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He does kind of get off scot free, doesn't he? He's like, and Troy, Troy shutting him down doesn't even matter because he had already rejected Troy. He was the one who walked out of that dinner, right? So, you know, Ral wins again, really. Yeah, he wins again. Yeah, I guess he just perpetually wins because he's he's a sociopath. <laughs> I, I, I'll never understand you. Now you're against sociopaths? Was, was I for a sociopath? <laughs> you were one. <laughs> I was one? <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to have a long talk about this. All right. Well, uh... It'll, it's look, okay look if Steven for, joins, right? the Patreon. Yeah. Um, so, out of ten, would you give this episode a seven or an eight? <laughs> this episode, I think, gets a, a four at most. Yeah, it's the clear low watermark of season three. It's, it's the low watermark of Jesus, like, Trek after the skin of evil. Yeah, it's it's really bad. And I blame a lot of this on the decision to focus on Troy. I I can't think of a compelling Troy. No, I can think of a compelling Troy episode, but that was more um, her as a as an actor in a more action oriented uh, series of events than uh, than a character thing. So yeah, that... I mean it's it's not it's not like Troy can't be done well. It's just they just don't do well by her ever. No. No, but and her power is stupid. Her power is stupid, and it's barely useful here. Because whatever it it only serves to, uh, like you said, emasculate Ral. But sooner or later, Jordy and Data were going to come back and just be like, "Oh well, the wormhole's done. There's a lemon." Right, 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 right. Ral was. It's a... <laughs> Jordy would no, no, Data would come on on onto the the bridge and say, "Captain." I believe the wormhole is what you would call a proverbial lemon. 
how'd you like the moment earlier where Picard says that and he just immediately shuts down Data? Just doesn't even entertain it anymore. Everyone's so sick of that I, shit. Uh, yeah, I know. I think I think they've like at this point the writers had gotten somewhat self-aware about it. So a- anytime that comes up, it's 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 like within a second, it's just like no, shut up. There's been, as I'm noticing, there's been a much less heavy focus on data recently this season yeah yeah for sure well you know there's only so far you can take data you know at that pace right you're right there was a lot of data stuff early on he was almost like the main character for a while yeah i i can't quantify it i don't have the numbers on screen time or anything but i just noticed i felt uh, a distinct lack of data and nobody asking about data either on screen nobody's saying where's data Where's data? Yeah, which they should be doing. Right. Yeah, I, I, and four is fine. A three is fine out of ten. That's this. Uh, this episode is terrible. It's seriously one of the worst of all time. One of the worst things I've ever watched. Really, it's so bad. My opinion hasn't changed on it at least since we started talking about it. Yeah, no, no, we haven't. Which we haven't nice. we haven't changed uh our diapers. So if <laughs> no, we gotta get around to that. I have a trivia question for you this week. Oh really? Wow, yeah. okay. How many sections is the galaxy divided into? <laughs> you should have asked how many quadrants is the galaxy divided <laughs> into. <laughs> You're right, that that would have been a funnier joke. Can I take a mulligan? A mull again? Yeah, can I take a mole again? I guess. Alright, I'm gonna go watch Martin Mole's stand-up. Then I'll come back and do this joke again with inspiration. <laughs> I, 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 have a, I, have a, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, as always, this comes from our bosom buddies at Memory Alpha. We love them. Um, they love us. We're intimate. We're in the same bosom. Um, <laughs> we, we live here. So there's there's a scene where Goss is chatting up some ensigns at the bar. Yes. Um he's he's talking to one for a minute and then she walks away and then he goes and starts harassing another. Um He's so according to Star Trek the Next Generation Companion, second edition, page one oh nine. Jesus Christ. Goss is referring to the size of his what? His lobes. When he's talking to these... His lobes? His lobes. Not his lobes. Uh, if this was DS9, it would have been his lobes. <laughs> You've been watching too much DS9. Nah! Anyway, what is it? Sex organ. <laughs> in In that language? Yeah, what? it says the size of his, quote, sex organ. That's pretty good. Uh, I think that's funny. The the script otherwise describes the scene as Goss is putting a few moves on good look on a good looking woman at the bar. She finally tires of him, comma, walks out. I didn't see any tires in in the, has, in the episode. Has, yeah. <laughs> she tires at him. They fight. But uh no mention of his sex organ in the script. So this might be something that Star Trek The Next Generation companion made up. Computer, display Ferengi sex organ. 
<laughs> well, I don't know what it looks like. I, I bet it's like a like one of those like pointy like animal type ones. I would like say it's more of a knob, like a, like a stout, short, pudgy knob. Like like a like a fat mushroom. Yeah, kind of, but more in that without the overhang. Just kind okay. of just kind of like a maybe a nub is a better word. I gotcha. Kind of like an Audi belly button, but thicker. Right, like like a like Chris Chan. Yeah, yeah. Like Chris Chan's sex organ. Right. Right. That's that's uh, Chris Chan, I mean, our friend. Our friend Chris Chan. Right, from China. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode of The Readier Room, our the worst episode of Star Trek The Next Generation of all time. And um, I'm still angry about it. Mm-hmm. Want to give a shout-out to our sponsors. Um, Denny's, home of the Grand Slam. Pet Boys, home of the two-minute oil change. And recently added to our roster is um, 7-Eleven, where you can get a, a Slurpee the size of your fucking head. Uh, join us next time. We'll have another episode of Star Trek. We might even enjoy it. Uh, you want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Bad bye. Until next time, everybody, please deign yourselves to stay readier. The troublesome little man-child. This lowest of species. Thank you, Ensign. Engage. inside the bottle bottle.